Hello you guys, welcome back to the expansion of the Kingdom Ministries. I am here with a word coming out of Genesis. And this is about when the serpent deceived Eve and she bit from the fruit. And then, you know, the enemy had thought that, you know, he had won this battle. Because the only rule that God had was don't eat from this tree. Don't eat the fruit from this tree. And so then here comes the devil you know, disguised as a serpent, and he basically, you know, what is the word, influences Eve to bite from the fruit, and he's like, I won, you know, I made God's creatures, his creations, disobey him, and now they know sin, you you know, now they know and they have opened the door of death that God had, you know, blocked and, and shut. And so the enemy had thought that he had won. But God tells Eve that you will crush the serpent with your foot. Although your ankle is bruised, you will crush him with your seed, the seed that I'm going to give you. And we all know that Eve... Um, gave birth to many people and then generations down the line Mary was born and she was conceived Jesus and so that's what God was talking about when he was saying that you are going to crush the head of the enemy with your seed and at the time Eve didn't have that seed and she never lived to actually see what her seed would produce and so this had me thinking about how i had heard um past uh pastor sarah jakes roberts i think that's how you say it and she was talking about how eve didn't have the seed and so then I was thinking, you know, it's so crucial in that moment when you're promised God something, God promises you something, and he's talking about, you know, in comparison to what he promised Eve is a seed that would crush the enemies and defeat the enemy's head. And so... I was thinking about how it's just so hard to believe and have hope and really, yeah, just believe that what God promised you is going to come to pass because you don't see it and you don't feel it. And I believe she said that it feels like a fantasy almost. The promise feels like a fantasy. And a fantasy is something that is made up. But it's also not only is a fantasy something that's unrealistic and made up. It's something that is enticing. It's something that is would fulfill you, your desires. And it's something that's just 
good and, and seems too good to be true, a fantasy, it's like a hopeful dream, a hopeful wish, a hopeful vision. But it's so hard to be hopeful when you know what God promised you, you're not seeing come to pass, you're not seeing any evidence of it in your life. It's like when you just close your eyes and you picture a desert with one of those little dust wheels, I don't know what they're called, that just, oh, a tumbleweed that just tumbles and it's just dry and you just see the dry air pushing the rocks and you see no signs of life you just see dryness and this is God is saying for some of you this is what it feels like in your life and you can't trust what you're seeing in your life you can't let that deplete and destroy the hope and the promise and the vision that you have in your heart and your mind that God has given to you. And for some of us, it's so easy to say, I'm not going to do that. You know, I know I'm not seeing anything. You know, um, I'm just going to hold on and believe God's promise. But after time, after a while, after a while, this happens in life in general. And, and the example that I feel God sharing with me is marriage marriage you have butterflies and desire and you're just so you know in like you know when little kids are in love it's like you like have high school love and in everything about your partner just excites you and have you ever heard of the honeymoon phase yeah because it's very true that excitement after a while it dies off and now all you have is the person that you agreed to marry and and you're just wondering like why don't I get butterflies in my stomach whenever I see him anymore why am I not as excited or why are we not excited as we used to be why is you know she not excited as she used to be why am I not excited as I used to be and and that's about marriage the thing about marriage is you can create excitement in your marriage. They can go on dates. They can go skydiving. They can go snorkeling. They can do things to, to spark excitement in their relationship. But after a while, you lose excitement. You lose the fairy tale, lovey-dovey type feeling that you have. And it just becomes, you're so used to this person. They're in your life 24 seven. But the thing about marriage is you didn't sign up for excitement. What you signed up for is commitment. So you have to remember and, and let commitment um, and love really, you know, guide you to to be the people that go and create excitement in the relationship. A lot of people, once they don't feel excited about seeing their significant other, they go and they do adultery and they're having affairs and they're cheating and they're trying to get this excitement from a new relationship or new relationships, but they'll never be fulfilled. Commitment is fulfilling. And so that's what I just feel God telling, um, you know, comparing your promise to a marriage at first, you had this excitement and this hope of this promise that God gave you. And 
And over time, you know, you've lost that excitement. You know, you aren't even excited about it because it does feel like a fantasy. It feels like you're never going to have it. It just feels like something that's made up. And even I feel the Lord putting my heart um, about, okay, why can I not remember her? Um, the, okay, I can't remember the name. Sorry, guys. I have bad memory. But, um... And I don't want to say the wrong name, but it wasn't Rebecca, was it? Anyways, it was the old man that was promised a son. And he was promised that when he was young. And then years went on, years went on. And him and his wife were like, look, we're old, we're barren. We can't even produce children anymore, like... God, like, promised us a son, but, like, what's going on? Like, they lost hope, too. It At first, they believed, and then years, decades passed by, and they were left with no promise. And so they had lost hope. And then I believe it was Sarah. I'm not sure. But you guys know exactly what story I'm talking about. Went out of God's promise and got another woman so that her husband could impregnate um, that woman so they could have a son. She thought that because she wasn't seeing the promise that she had to hurry up and do something um, to create that promise. And so God doesn't want you to step out because you're not seeing the promise, because you're not seeing it, because you're losing hope, because it seems like a fantasy to you, because you feel dry inside, because you feel like the life has been sucked out of you and there's no hope for you. And you just don't even know what you're feeling. You, you're not feeling depressed, but you're not feeling joyful. You're just feeling like empty and you're just feeling like hopeless and you're trying to hold on but it's been so long since you've seen that promise from God and that's the same way that this couple felt and so then they went and got another woman pregnant and then at the end of that the wife that went and got another female to to have her husband impregnant actually sent off the son and the wife or not the wife the lady and was like bye even though she was you know the person that got them together to create the son then she sent them off she was jealous it was just it was a mess it was just messy like who in their right mind would go and have another female you know have sex with your husband you know I never would I I couldn't do it and you know she was that desperate she was that hopeless she she wanted this promise to pass, but she wasn't seeing any evidence in her life. She was seeing dryness. She was old. She couldn't even, you know, at then everyone, you know, believed that she couldn't even have children. And we know that a lot of women that age, they cannot have children anymore. They're, I believe the word's barren. And bar- barren is like, a place where there's there's something preventing life to come through and that's how that's how you're feeling you're feeling like this promise from God is just barren like it's just lifeless like there's just something preventing it from coming into fruition in your life and whether you think that it's because you're not doing the right thing maybe you feel like you're not you know 
you're the one that messed up from your mistakes. And, and, and I'm here to tell you, well, God's here to tell you today that he formed you in your mother's womb and he knew everything that you were going to do before time was even created, before you were even brought into this world, but God still chose you. And so he saw all the mistakes that you would make. He saw all the bad choices, all the you know, willingly and unwillingly, knowing and unknowingly, the choices that in your mind you are beating yourself up about and you know it's sin and you just feel like you just went down the wrong path and you got involved, you got sidetracked, you got into a situation, you know, you got yourself into a into a hole that you couldn't get yourself out of. But God is saying that he worked all of that into his plan because he could foresee everything that you would do, good and bad, in your actions and your choices and your mindset. And so he worked that into his will. And there's nothing that can prevent you from what God has promised you because God cannot lie. If he promised you something that he knew that you could not um be capable of doing he would have never promised you that's why you meet several people that say god never promised me anything they never had this this conviction in their heart they never had this desire they never had this anointment they never had and i'm not saying that that makes you better than them it's not it's just that you're chosen and that you are choosing to be chosen because you you see this and you desire this promise that God has given you. And so God is saying that, you know, basically that there's nothing that you could do. He would have never promised you this because his his word can never come back void to him. So if God promised you something, that means that he knew that you were capable of of getting it done. And he's going to say, job well done. There's nothing that you can do that will take this away. All the bad choices, all the bad people that you got involved with, all the bad things that you've done, you know, all the time that you wasted, God works that for your good. God will restore those things unto you and and he will even multiply the things that you've lost. The the ambition, the dream, the love, the desire, the um, you know, just the ability to have motivation and and whatever you've lost, um, you know, security in yourself, confidence in yourself, whatever you have lost in these situations, that's really the the enemy trying to come in like the serpent and and get you to get into these these horrible traps. You know, the apple was a trap and, you know, the relationship was a trap. You know, that business venture was a trap. You know, that drug addiction was a trap. You know, that night that you decided to go to that party was a trap. But God is saying that he knew all of those and that he allowed it to happen because he saw how it could work for his good. We know that all things work together for the greater good of those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. 
And I just feel God saying that you are called according to his purpose. You are set aside. You are chosen. You are going to create victory. You are going to walk into that promise. And I know that you have little faith. And I know that you have little hope. But I'm asking you, son. I'm asking you, daughter. Please stir it up. Lord, please stir it up within us. Lord, please bring back the hope. Lord, please bring back the faith. Lord, please bring back the desire for that dream, for that marriage, for that business, for that house, for those cars, for that um, vacation home, for the traveling, for seeing the world, dear Lord, for having children, dear Lord, for bringing glory to God's name, dear Lord. Whatever it is, dear Lord, I pray that you stir that within us and that you bring that back because it's barren right now. It's dry within us, Lord. We need you to make it come alive, dear Lord. Pour your water of life, your springing water of life within our wombs, dear Lord. Stir, stir up that seed and help us. Help us to hold on to faith. Help us not to step out and try to take it into our own hands, dear Lord. Let us give it over to you, dear Lord. And while we wait, dear Lord, while we're waiting, dear Lord, while we have been waiting for so long, please stir up our faith. Please stir up our hope. Please stir up our desire to be in deep relationship with you even though we feel like what we've done is wrong even though we feel like we haven't been doing enough but dear lord we don't have to do anything to receive your love matter of fact we are unworthy we fall short of your love but it is not by our actions and by our deeds that we are receiving these blessing blessings and your love it is because you are a good god and no matter what we do you will always 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 pour into us always bless us and your word will never turn turn void dear lord what you promised us what you said dear lord is going to come to pass in our lives dear lord we will see it in your timing if we think it's too long if we think it's too long dear lord it's not it's in your perfect timing dear lord help us be patient dear lord help us just hold on dear lord help us not give in to temptation and go and put it into our hands, dear Lord. I am just praying that this helped motivate you. This helped encourage you. Because I know a lot of you, it's a dry, barren season in your life. And you're not where you used to be. You're not doing what you used to do. And that's good. And that's great. And you're happy about that. But you feel like you're not doing enough to get to where you need to go. You feel like even though you're you're proud of yourself, you're not the same person that you used to be. You just have so much to do. You have so much left to, to go and you're just not seeing anything in your life. And you're wondering, God, what is wrong with me? Why can I never do what's right? But God is saying that don't listen to those to those lies from the enemy. Don't listen to those insecurities. Because God still has this wind for you. God still has this seed. God still has this promise that he's going to, he will bring, he is going to bring to pass in your life. You will be living on it. Right now you're waiting on it, but you will be living on it. You're going to go from waiting on it to living in it. Waiting on it to living in it. Wait on the Lord. Dear Lord, I pray that this word is covered and anointed 
by your precious and holy blood, that this is a prophetic word, that whoever receives this word, dear Lord, that this is exactly for them, and that they will have your, their hope restored and stirred up back into them, that they will feel some refreshment and a newness and just a break from feeling the dryness and the emptiness, dear Lord. I know that you will bring it into come to pass in our lives, dear Lord. Thank you so much. Father God, for answering my prayers. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So just know, guys, you're waiting in it, but you're going to go from waiting in it to walking in it, to living in it, to experiencing it, to tre- to treasure- treasuring, sorry, to treasuring it, to just feeling joy. And, and it's going to be hard. Life is always going to be hard. But it's going to be rewarding and you will be happy and it's going to be an abundance that is going to never be ending in your life once God brings this promise into your life and he brings it to come to pass so just wait on the Lord guys don't try to take it out into your own hands you're doing what you need to do you're exactly in the place that you need to be be gentle be kind to yourself but also be stern and have conviction in your heart to do the right thing. Even though if we fall short, God still is gracious to us. There's nothing that we can do to earn God's love or his, you know, promises. But it is still good to listen to the Holy Spirit because he's guiding you. And so you have to listen to the changes are the convictions that God is 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 leading you into. Be spirit led, guys. Be spirit led, and and God says, "My sheep will know my voice." Don't don't second guess yourself. You know what God's voice is. You know to listen to Him. You know when He guides you. You feel His spirit leading you. You are spirit led, so you will do the right thing. Listen to your spirit, and. I cannot wait until God fulfills his promise in your life, guys. Until next time, God bless.